everybody. I'm Clay Brace, and this is The Watchman, folks. We, we tune in every week together. We get together every week at 1 p.m. because we know, we know, folks, that you're ready to hear the perspective that you don't get anywhere else, that you know you're going to get right here. So we're going to give you that perspective very quickly at the speed of sound here in Southeast Pennsylvania in the Delaware Valley. Folks, whether you live in Chester County or Montgomery County or Berks County, folks, you're tuning into our show because you know you know, folks, that we're the we're the authentic we're the we're the oasis of truth, we're the authentic truth that you only get right here on our show because you don't get this perspective anywhere else. So, folks, thanks for being with us today. Today, we've got Catherine Cock back with us today. She's a she's a, a private business owner. She's also a mother of seven children. She's back with us today. Welcome back to the Watchman, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. We're glad to have you. I wanted to chat a little bit about what 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 does the left really have in store and and why are they going after you know the, the again why did california have a have have a toll-free number for for people to to basically call on their neighbors or call on and report anonymously or in by name again without law enforcement why they're being encouraged to call out those that are speaking um, against the science deniers who are denying science every day, uh, you know, ba- basically using truth to combat the denying of actual science and things like that. You know, I mean, they're they're calling it hate speech or whatever they're calling it. Why, why are they doing that? Why, why do you think they're doing that? Karen? Well, I think that they're trying to make it look like we are hateful, hurtful people. And the only way to do that is to come up with some god-awful, non-realistic thing, like they are, and force it down everyone's throat. And when we say, no, no, that's not actually how it goes, they can call us bigots, and they can pretend to get more people on their side. I like the way you said pretend, because they're not really getting people on their side, are they? No. No, they are not. And like I said before, every time they come after Trump, it just solidifies his cause it just gets him more people it gets us more republicans so please yeah continue being stupid well i'll tell you you know and what our listeners know and i think there's a lot to be said of this but you know you you've got you know you you what they're trying to do they're trying to prepare people they want to prepare people uh condition people if you will uh they want to condition people with masks and, and vaccination mandates to start reporting on their neighbors and other people. In other words, they're trying to create this, this, this kind of like a socialist type neighborhood, you know, purification program going on in neighborhoods. So, I mean, like they did in, in China and, and they did in Cuba with the neighborhood watches, the purifying groups that were out there, um, you know, that were trying to, you know, report people that weren't, you know, they weren't, you know, uh, they weren't for this government takeover of private lives. They wanted to report these people to be controlled by the government. So this is more of a conditioning aspect of getting people to report on people. Because in America, you don't generally have that. You let people live their life the way they're living it. You don't really comment on it. You just you stay away from you. You stay out of the you stay out of the other people's business. Okay, it's none of your business. Take the you take it. It's none of my business approach. You know you don't get into all of that. So people in general generally avoid that they don't want to interfere with people's world so but when you're creating this this hotline you're creating a mechanism a vehicle for people to 
to report on people, even if it's a lie. And that's what's scary. Don't you think so, Catherine? I think it's very scary. I think that people are going to, excuse me, I think people are going to use that to propel themselves ahead. And what I mean by ahead is if this is in fact what they're trying to do and they claim law enforcement will be involved, what do you mean by law enforcement? What is your version of law enforcement? Right. You well, the, what I'm saying? Yeah, the information is going somewhere. We know the information is going somewhere. Right, right. And and you know, you know, because, well, you're human and you live, that if you don't want to talk to someone on the phone right that second, you'll you'll say, I'm sorry, I'm not at home and step outside on your porch. Technically, you're not home. So technically, you didn't lie. That's what I'm getting at with the uh the law enforcement thing well but it's also too if pol pot in cambodia or mao Zedong in china or 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 stalin and and lenin in russia if they had if they had the, the means with computer programs and obviously social media apparatus and whatnot and if they had the means they'd, they'd use the system that these jacobins are using now wouldn't they i mean he the yeah. revolutionaries today are using the social media to cancel people now, to call people out now. They're doing it now. They're trying to destroy the lives of people that that want to declare the truth from the hilltops. That's the real tragedy. A truth tellers are being demonized and called out. You know, and that's yeah. kind of where I've been on all this. I mean, I, uh, what do you think of this? I think that uh, you're right. I think that that is what's happening. But I think that for a lot of people that are waking up and that are noticing it all, I think they're going to see through it. And I think that you can tell a lie 50 million times that never makes it true. One thing is for sure. There was a woman called, uh, and again, I'm just kind of shifting gears on this a little bit. So our listeners are used to this because they've been listening to me long enough. But but when you get to what women's studies is, gender studies over colleges, women's studies, gender studies, whatever, okay? And women's studies uh, back in the, I want to say back in the 50s and 60s, there were women's studies in universities that really weren't very popular, okay? Uh, but today, these women's studies, because again, the people are so vulnerable today and so gullible today. So, Maraja Gumbadis, okay, I think I might have butchered her, her last name, but Gumbadis, she was a UCLA anthropology professor um, back in the 70s, I think, okay? And she basically was captivating young people about the the oppressive patriarchy. So they actually had this going on. And she's talking about this civilization that was existed in Europe before Judaism ever came around. The civilization civilization that was basically run by women that was taken over by by men. I mean, you can look this up. I mean, you look at Marija Gimbatis. I mean, uh, her last name is spelled G-I-M-B-U-T-A-S. If you look it up, you'll see who she is and read what her philosophy was. Now, I think today we would call her a fake anthropology professor. (laughs) Because she's declaring through lack of evidence, she's declaring through her own own crazy notions of things that she declared something existed when there's no evidence it did exist. But she makes a declaration, and she's in the university declaring these lies or these distortions of truths or or, or misrepresented, you know, points or whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to call it lies because it's what it is. She's 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 basically promulgating and, and making these declarations based on nothing more than what she wants to believe. Okay, 
And you actually have today an entire movement, okay, that is driven by this type of groupthink. That that it was it was an oppressive oppressive men that came by and then took over Europe, okay, and they burned down those traditions and constructs to the ground. And that's why there's no evidence of all of this. It's kind of really, it's really messed up. It's a lot more involved in all that. I just have everybody a 5,000 foot flyover. I mean, if you went uh-huh. in there and you actually studied, if you actually studied this woman's writings, you'll get more of a 500 foot flyover. But uh, I mean, unless you actually wanted to get into her crazy notions of, of what motivated her, I don't really know. But this is what actually drove a movement. And you see it today. And there are people that believe this. Because I, I just, I, 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 I just have to ask. I well, I have to say a couple of things. One, um, how convenient that there was, you know, nothing to support what she's saying, and there's nothing to not support what she's saying. Right. But uh, she's in fact nuts. Because again, um, you and I were joking earlier, and we're gonna joke again. Do you really think if women were in charge of Europe, we'd let them come and take it over? <laughs> oh. When it comes down to a civilization, it's through the history of mankind, okay? And again, uh, man was put on this earth. If you look at Genesis, Adam was created by God to rule over the earth. So right. when you at, when you look at the actual wording in Genesis, it talks about, I think the the uh, Hebrew word for the, rule, for the word that they used was to dominate, dominate the earth. Uh, it was a strong word that they used in the original language that was translated. But rule is the word I think that you read in a lot of a lot of uh, versions of the Bible. But whatever the case is, so man was created to rule. You don't see, okay, you don't see giraffes writing or composing symphonies, do you? No. Okay. You you, you don't see, you, you, don't, you know, you, you don't see other animals, okay, like beagle hounds, because most of us have a beagle, so we use beagles. We don't see beagles out there trying to develop cures for diseases, do we? No, but it would be kind of cute if they did. <laughs> my little hound as you see chase her little chipmunk and get all tired because she wouldn't catch it i mean the only way she can catch a chipmunk is if the chipmunk was was trying to run on you know it was a three-legged chipmunk then she might have a chance <laughs> the only way my beagle would catch a chipmunk is if the chipmunk came up to him and shared some tea, <laughs> they shared the tea <laughs> but anyway you know but you think about it you know man was created to rule it and man has the ability to dominate the world because we are smarter than the than the rest of creation but the evidence right. of creation the evidence of creation itself the evidence we didn't just evolve out of a out of a ground of a green sludge or something or a big bang theory or whatever you want to call it the evidence that, that we did not evolve is that man is is truly the ruler of the planet, if you will. Okay, and uh, and when you know, as as the Bible said, to to, to rule over the, all the earth. So you know, when you look at it, and you understand that. Then you understand that through civilizations, through time, civilizations were changed because stronger civilizations came in and took and and ruled, if you will. They dominated. Stronger civilizations, by by virtue of being stronger, dominate weaker civilizations. That's what happens. Now, exactly. That is the way it is in a fallen, sinful world that we live in right now. Okay, that's the world we live in. This isn't heaven. This is this is the world we live in. So in this world, throughout time, and you look through any country around. I mean, in Vietnam, there were there were groups of people that were dominated. They were the stepchildren. They were the they were the 
They were the, the they were those in they were those in Southeast Asia that were bullied by China China and others throughout Asia through all the centuries. Then what happened? The Vietnam War came on, and all those you know all those people that you know for all the years past that went after I believe the Chams. The Chams were the group that then uh, in Southeast Asia they were the ones in South Vietnam. They again were dominated again because guess what? The Vietnam War ended. And now you have, you don't have North and South Vietnam. You actually have now one culture there, don't you? Yeah. There's one culture. Okay. So what happened? Okay. Well, a more dominant culture came in and, and won. It took over. This is what happens throughout civilization. That's just one that I brought up. But that happened in Europe as well. So for Mar- Mar- Maraja Gumbotis, for her to make the comments that she's making, she's making it like there was some oppressive group of people that came in, took over the utopia. Folks, if that was a stronger civilization, if it really did exist, and it was a stronger civilization, that would have been the way it went. Where yeah. civilizations are, in fact, dominated. So they're trying to make this claim that, and again, they're trying to point it out so that women that have this this insecurity about being a woman, for whatever reason, I think the hardest job on planet Earth is being a mother. Wouldn't you agree with that, with Mother's Day coming up this Sunday, tomorrow? I I, I would agree with that, yeah. But still... <laughs> hardest thing to have to do is to be a mom and i would tell you uh but it's one of the most important roles i'd say if not the most important role in shaping our society mothers shape our society don't they yeah so, i think that they uh put a lot into it maraja gambatis uh you know she's busy trying to figure out that or she's busy trying to redefine what womanhood should be and motherhood should be she's redefining it so they go after god's creation you see how this happened they attack God's creation, and it's it's a natural it's it's inbred in the DNA in a woman to be more nurturing than men. It's just the way it is, the way women are. It's for a reason, by the way. It sure is, isn't it? But they're wired differently. That's you know? what I mean. If you look at it from a scientific standpoint, there are differences between men and women. Your eyesight can see things moving further in the distance than I can. My eyesight sees different hues of the same color. Why? Because you're a hunter. I'm a forager. Right. That's but, why. But you, it's really... You can, yep, go ahead. You can do very well and excel in, in you know, your job, and you do it very, very well. And I come, you know, I'm at home, or the mom is at home, and we're dealing with several different things all at one shot. Our brains multitask better, but your brain is better with, a single task than ours is. Well, that's an interesting, interesting perspective. And I agree with you. I think, I mean, there are obviously massive differences between men and women. They're wired differently. And when there's, they are. Something, broke, when there's something broke within the wiring, if the, if the wiring is malfunctioning in a person, then that person doesn't see things any, anymore clearly. So, you know, they all see things clearly anymore. And they like Maraja Guptas, okay? I mean, what caused her to see something in the civilization? Where, what, what made her think there was something there before Judaism? What, you know, that, that was in Europe. But what made her go there? Why is it that this is not common knowledge everywhere else? Because it wasn't a narrative that was a narrative that the oppressive patriarchy prevented from happening. Why would they oppress that narrative? Why would they oppress that information? If it's true, it's true. I think what it boils down to is people live in this fairy tale. And we have for, for, well, for the last bunch of years, obviously she's part of it, who believe in this mirage, uh, you know, these mirages as real. 
and because they want it to be real. They believe in something. It, you know, it's their religion, isn't it? It's their religion because people have this. And so she makes these claims and then she's given the audience in UCLA. So universities for years and years have never monitored what these college professors dribble out of their mouths in their classrooms. And so the, the only thing that saves these children in these universities from falling into these snares is the solid truths that they get from their mom and dad and their family and the and the examples that mom and dad give to their children and society is able to give their children through pop culture, those examples that those positive examples of family, those positive examples of 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 uh, truths for success or pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Those positive examples ground our children, that, that, and so they, it prevents them from falling into this. So the people that have fallen into this are people that are searching for something. They're people that want to deny the society is, and it goes back to the Jacobins. And and again, I talk about the Jacobins because they're they are the people that took over China. They're the people that took over Russia. They're the people that took over Cuba, Venezuela, and all these other communist countries. And they went in there and they literally. They conjure up and produce, you know, psychological myths as facts, and then they promulgate this in their in, in in our institutions, like this woman did in UCLA, and then they're teaching our children. They're actually teaching our children revolution. We're actually teaching mm. revolution in our universities. That's a very yeah. dangerous thing. You know? Oh yeah. Now the primary. Oh yeah. Primaries are coming up on Tuesday. We're voting for school board candidates that were endorsed by the Birch Republican Committee because we know that the Birch Republican Party is America first and against against these these conjured up psychological myths and that we want to instead teach our children how they can they can, you know, be productive citizens in a very productive growing society. Isn't that true? Yep, and protect themselves against psychological warfare. That's right. Because that's what this is. We want to deactivate the revolution uh, connections that these universities have put into our young people, which is what we're doing now. You and I are doing it now uh, in our in our interaction in society today. We're trying to deactivate these things, aren't we? Yeah. But, you know, again, we have these fake anthropologists in universities that claim that civilizations existed that never did exist. False anthropology claims that, again, that, this is these are all claims from back before Judaism even started. Again, again, because there's no there's no archaeological there's no archaeological findings here. There's no way that we can prove that these civilizations existed. All we have is hyperbole from these people that have produced these psychological myths, for lack of a better phrase. And again, we're teaching this and, and we're teaching our young people to hate the society we live in because after all it was this this evil culture, this evil and and, and wicked, you know, um, um, you know, culture that this this patriarchy, if you will, okay, that defeated the matriarchy, okay, and now we need a matriarchy back. And I mean, we actually saw. I actually saw this on on pop culture on TV shows where you actually seen a, a comedies, if you will, what they want to call comedies, uh, going. You know, children declaring that they want to end the patriarchy. I mean, where does this come from? Where do our young people get this? 
I don't know. And, you know, my husband and I were discussing it a, a long time ago about how TV shows are making men out to be weak, stupid, frivolous, unnecessary. And all of a sudden, after that conversation, a show, I think, I want to say the third episode, the second or third episode of the first season of Friends, okay, very widely popular show, the first season, for a couple of episodes, there was a section in there where Ross had gotten his uh, ex-wife pregnant before they had gotten a divorce. And she was now living with um, her, her lesbian partner. And they wanted this baby to carry the lesbian partner's last name. And when Ross fought them on it, they tried to tell him, the partner tried to tell him that he was trying to squeeze her out of it. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, hold on a minute. You are out of it. This is his baby and her baby, not your baby. I'll tell you, that that's amazing. You know, this is this is an upside down world we live in. You know, we're heterosexuality, heterosexuality, capitalism, and our pursuit of happiness are just now we're called being called tyranny and oppressive oppression. And this is what this is all being called. You know, people that yeah. buy this, the people that buy into this revolutionary activism end up with horrible resentment later in life, don't they? As they pass yeah. their productive years, remember they pass their own productive years. And now they realize they've wasted their entire life. And I remember there was a line in Papillon. I, I, I love old movies. I think the old movies, especially the movies from back before 75, that's when the writers were really good, okay? And the <laughs> plots were good and, the, and the, the acting was actually good. Today, uh, there is no acting. Everything is just, they're just script readers. And literally, yeah. it's all special effects. I mean, there is no acting anymore. But not to beat up the today's shows as much, I just want to, highlighted the idea of of what this is and this rev and, and in the movie papillon uh which was the 1973 movie with dustin hoffman and steve mcqueen um papillon had this reoccurring dream and in the dream uh it said the worst you're being you're being uh thrust into capital punishment you're being thrust into prison for the rest of your life and he said why he said i'm not a killer because he was put in there for, for murdering somebody that he never did so he was falsely accused and falsely charged and he put it was put into this uh, devil's island if you will for, for the rest of his life and um in his reoccurring dream the real crime that he committed was not murder as the judge said we know you didn't commit the murder the real crime that you committed is a wasted life yeah and he said guilty i'm guilty of that and there's nothing worse in life than a wasted life when you look back yeah. and like realize you've had nothing worse, you've wasted your entire life. And you think about it: when you deny you are who God created you to be, what what is more wasteful than that? What what is what's going to bring on more despair than that? And the devil uses suicide, doesn't he? the devil uses suicide? The devil gives the way out to these poor people, and suicide is the way out. And we'll have to end the show here, but I want to make this one last comment. When you look at people who deny that they are the sex and gender that God created them to be, when they go through this world and this this fairy tale, they end up in life literally taking their own life. And so these policymakers that want to pass laws to justify this, what instead of presenting truth to these people, they want to silence the truth tellers and they want to pass laws that even go as far as to make it illegal 
to call this out, or dare I say, getting back, bringing back the full circle our show today, creating a statewide hotline to report these people, okay, and uh, for this speech, and you can do it anonymously in California. Well, folks, we have to leave it there. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning into our show today and being with us every Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio, 11 AWFYL, every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. to listen to our truth to listen to our pontification of the truth. Thanks for giving us your ear every Saturday. See you next week on The Watchmen. For Catherine Cock, I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.